Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome to the Mini Break, your daily podcast for the biggest storylines, results, and controversies from the tennis world. Today is Thursday, February 13th. Once again, recording this on the road with super producer Daniel Westoff. Not only on the ones and twos, but on the wheel. We are en route to today's Kentucky Open action. So excited to be in Nicholasville this week covering this inaugural WTA 100K event. Uh, It's quite clear to us here that the tennis community in Kentucky has embraced professional tennis. They have this event, the Lexington Challenger, as well. Just it's a tennis community, and it's been so fun to be at this uh, the beautiful tennis center here this week. Uh, It's. It's, I, you know, I have no complaints. The only complaint is that, you know, that I have to take six hours every day that I probably need to sleep. Otherwise, my brain would go, you know, just bust. Uh, otherwise, you would have tennis for, I would have tennis at least to watch and consume all day. And obviously, that's what we want to talk about here at the mini break because there is so much tennis going on in the world right now. But before we do that, I have to tell you listeners that today's mini break podcast is brought to you, of course, by our friends at Diadem. And, you know, I have seen all types of rackets this week. It's, it's really not a one racket you know fits all type solution each racket needs to be tailored to a specific type of player you're only going to be good when you're comfortable with the rackets you're using the strings you're using your tensions your grips all of those sorts of things and i can tell you our friends at diadem are confident uh that they have the product for you moving forward they're on the forefront of all the innovations going on in the tennis world uh their string and racket technology trusted by the pros carousel seku bangora already out there using their stuff and if you use our promo code CR50, you can get 50% off your purchases. So give the rackets a try. If you're not satisfied with yours right now, go pick one up. Again, it's, it's fairly easy, and we are very, very confident you will enjoy yourself and enjoy their products. So again, the promo code CR50, but please go give our friends at Diadem a look. Uh, that being said, the things I was looking at all yesterday, the action going on at the Kentucky Open, 13 main draw singles matches throughout the day, three doubles uh, matches, and our nightcap as well. Uh, It was a really fun day of action, and I want to start on the single side because we had a cornucopia, just a plethora, whatever word you want to use with, uh, and I have a bunch of words floating in my brain right now because we got up early this morning to record part two of our men's indoor preview uh, on the Great Shot Podcast. So any of you college tennis fans expecting that on this pod today, that's on the Great Shot Podcast feed. Uh, But, you know, that theme, I saw so many fantastic young American, young international players as well in Chicago last weekend currently playing college tennis. And there are a bunch of college-aged American women right now who are having tons of success on the pro tour. Uh, Let's talk about a couple of them here. Our morning match, our opener on center court, number five seed Katie McNally, a top 150 American. Uh, we saw her win a match at the Australian Open to start this year. Uh, she played qualifier Marcella Zacharias, who I got to see as well play her qualifying match yesterday. Just really solid off both sides. She'll attack. Great mover around the court. Uh, she put pressure on McNally, and what was very clear early on is Zacharias figured out I need to find the Katie McNally backhand, and she targeted that side routinely. Uh, you know, For McNally, it was really interesting for me to see when she's at the baseline, she really performed 
first to slice that backhand when she gets stretched has to move to the outer third on that ad side of the court uh, that's the shot she turns to and her shot uh, it had good depth it had good uh, pace it, it stayed low on Zakari she wasn't able to rip into it easily there were a few she was able to turn into and she also did a good job at times moving forward and cutting that ball off hitting a swinging volley uh, but with that slice McNally also threw up some bump lobs and you know Zakari's was not comfortable hitting overheads there were a lot of swinging volleys that gave McNally looks at second passes and I mean she's such a great mover such a great athlete she got to those balls and you give her a clean look she can hit as big as anyone out there she did just that she also looks so comfortable playing indoors dictating with the serve the forehand moving forward to the net um, it, it was really good stuff from Katie McNally, who advances with a 6-4, 6-3 win. They traded a couple of breaks there in the first set, but I just think in the end, McNally, too much power. It was easier for her to protect the serve, get depth on her returns as well. Um, and so great result for Katie McNally there. Uh, you look at the results in terms of another young American who had success. It was our nightcap on center court, but I want to talk about this one next because it was particularly notable to me. Uh, American wildcard in this event, Claire Liu, who had reached the top 150, I believe, at the beginning of last season, but ends her year outside the top 250 in that top 300 still. Uh, she matched up against Caroline Dalahide, and Caroline Dalahide, I think she's top 150 as well, singles, top 30 or top 35 WTA doubles players right now. I think she's the number three American and on pace to potentially qualify for the Olympics in that spot. So, you know, mazel tov to her. Hey, great shot. Uh, but singles-wise, it's a different ballgame. Uh, Caroline Dalahide wants to serve big, play big as well. But to be honest, Claire Liu was playing bigger. I mean, her serve, her uh, the way she was taking the ball early, the way she was just dictating and forcing Dalahide, even with her return, uh, to move out of the outer third. Dalahide had no easy plus one ball. She really just couldn't find her rhythm in the match because Lou was so aggressive. She kept moving forward. Again, both forehand and backhand, her contact points, you hear her make contact. And it is just a little bit different. You see a lot of players out here, and you can tell just... Claire Lewis is a special talent. She's a former world junior number one, a former junior slam singles and doubles champion. Uh, you know, she has the pedigree, and you, you, it's easy to forget Sophia Kennan, Amanda Nisimova, obviously Coco Goff, CeCe Ballas of the world, there, uh, Whitney Osigway, who's here this week, we saw yesterday. There are so many talented young American women right now. Claire Lou belongs in that conversation. If she cracks the top 100 by the end of the season, if she's able to stay healthy, stay on the court, it shouldn't shock anyone. She's, I mean, not only she won Junior Wimbledon, she made the finals of Junior French, and last year on the pros, her most success came on a hard court, and she looked awfully comfortable there today. A great win for her over Dalahide, 6-1, 6-4. Uh, you look through the other results in terms of some of the um, Americans who we had also in action, the number two seed, Jessica Gula. Uh, more complicated probably than she anticipated. Pay the scoreline uh, six four six four doesn't reflect how topsy turvy that match was, but she knocks out Yovana Jovic, Hannah Chang, the qualifier three set win seven six three six uh, three six six two in her match. Watching her fight, I mean. Just talk about a grinder. Talk about someone who gets every ounce out of their body in each and every match. It was such a fun performance to watch. Uh, our other American winner on the day, Madison Brangle, who knocks out Arena Falcone, 4-6, 6-love, 2-1 retirement. Falcone, who was a semifinalist last week in Midland. You could just tell physically after that first set, she wore down. And, uh, you know, that's not to be disrespectful. She's one of our fellow Tennis Channel Podcast Network podcasters. Uh, but, yeah, for Brangle, she just weathered the storm, and it was a good result for her. We had the chance to talk 
talked to both Claire Liu and Madison Brangle yesterday in our recording studio at the facility uh, at the beautiful Top Seed Tennis Club. So if, if you haven't gone check that out, go check that out on YouTube. I believe the Madison Brangle audio was released as a cracked interview as the time of me recording this. I'm sure Claire Liu will be as well later on in the day. So for those who want to see both mine and Claire Liu, Madison Brangle, smiling faces, we have the video format. But in case you're like, no, I don't need your eyebrows today, Alex, you can listen to them in the podcast form as well. Those were our American winners. We still had a bunch of, uh, oh, I should have added one more. Excuse me. Robin Anderson, three-set winner, 4-6-6-3-6-3 uh, over Zhang. Robin Anderson, the former UCLA All-American, uh, really fun game for her. You can tell, you know, physically she doesn't have the most overwhelming physical traits, but just so solid, so many different skills and a great result for her there. Uh, let's look at the other results because there were a lot of fun ones. Francoise Abanda, the former talented, former talented, still incredibly talented, former junior, I should say, highly ranked Canadian player, uh, got a lucky loser into this event, and I watched her qualifying match with Jamie Loeb, who was a semifinalist last week in Midland, and Abanda's level was right there. No doubt to me that she belongs at this level, so that's why I was so happy to see her get a three-set win over Savanyak, uh, 6 4 4 6 one. I mean, the power for Abanda when she makes contact with the ball. You're like, oh, yep, that's a pro tennis player. She goes big off of both wings, comfortable playing aggressive in the big moments. Uh, great result for her there. Uh, you look at the other ones. Veronica cepeda Roig 7-6-6-3 over Jessica Ponche, who might have the most interesting tennis strokes of anyone on tour. Go watch her one-handed backhand and the way she just kind of bludgeons her forehand. Really interesting contract of styles. The biggest hitter of the event, though, uh, former, I believe, top 10 player in the world, if not top 10, certainly top 50, uh, Yanino Vickmeyer, who 6-0-4-6-6-1 over Elizabeth Halbauer. Halbauer did all she could to fight in that second set. Started playing more aggressive, going for shots, trying to track down every ball. But just too much Yanina Vickmeyer, who literally, I mean, that first set was flawless. 6-0, you know, sometimes you just steal a 6-0 set. The, you know, the deuce games go your way. This was a comprehensively dominating performance for Yanina Vickmeyer. Astra Sharma, the number six seed, former Vanderbilt player, wins our all-college matchup of the day as she knocks out Maria Mateus. Uh, uh, 6-1, 6-3 Sharma. You know, maybe more known for her doubles prowess, mixed doubles finalist at the Australian Open last year, mixed doubles semifinalist this year. Uh, but she's a heck of a singles player. You know, there was the tournament last year in April where she won the doubles, made the final of the singles. She's hovering around the top 100 in both in the rankings right now. Just all of those in skills on display, and you can tell she's comfortable indoors, moving forward, playing big. Great result for her. Uh, last week's finalist in Midland, Alina Cal- Calnina, wins the rematch. She had in the semifinals with Jamie Loeb. She beat her 0-1 last week, this week 6-2-7-6. Gabrielle Bilatalaba, 4-6-7-6-6-2 over to Renata Zarazura. And then Olga Gavartsova, 6-4-6-4 over Graceman. That was the singles action, doubles action as well. It was fun to see the young American duo of Osigwe and Baptiste, another duo that hopped into our Cracked Interviews booth. And you can find those videos on YouTube, as I mentioned. Uh, Topsy-turvy match with the number two seeds, Shapatavoda and Webley Smith. Um, how do I put this nicely? You know, so Osigwe and Baptiste, I believe, fought off one, maybe two match points to win uh, one, six, seven, five, thirteen, eleven. Neither team was happy by the end of this one. Calls, I'm not going to say missed, 
but certainly questionable on both sides. And I'm not saying the players are making the calls, but ones for them to disagree with with the line judge. Certain definitely reasons for frustrations, and it showed. And you know, the end was not pretty. We showed a couple of those match points on Twitter. There were shanks. There were you know miss hits. Just I think the passing shot. There were just poaches that should have been put away that were hit tentatively. Um, the sort of goofy stuff you only see in a first round at 100k here. And so I recommend if you haven't been following along, go check out those videos on Twitter. They hold up well, and we'll have videos with you for you throughout today's action. Um, also, and I do want to talk about the action today because we have a lot of good matches as well. Our opening match on center court, McNally again taking on Francoise Abanda. Uh, that'll be some hard hitting, so that you know, be on the lookout for that. Uh, Hannah Chang going to follow against Madison Brangle. That's an All-American matchup, and then end the day. Uh, and then our last singles match on the day on center, Buzkova taking on Cepeda Roig. Uh, you look elsewhere on the court, Pagula is going to take on Bartel, Whitney Osigwe playing Yanina Vickmeyer, two players who can hit hard, two players at very different points of their career. Uh, would be will be so interesting to see how Osigwe deals uh, with the sort of power that Vickmeyer can bring. And then uh, Annalena Kalanina going to play Claire Liu as well. Uh, so, you know, for the young American, if she's going to get a jump start to her 2020 season, make a push to crack that top 100, as I really do think she can, uh, to beat last week's finalist from Midland would be one heck of a start for her. Court 7, only three courts of action today. Uh, we have, and that's because obviously we're at the round of 16. Uh, we have Sharma versus Gavartsova, Talaba versus Robin Anderson, and then a doubles match there as well. Two doubles matches on that court uh, to end the day. So it's going to be really fun in Kentucky. We're hoping to get more player interviews today as this is our last day here. Uh, but so if you've missed any of that action, you want to hear more about that, be sure to stay on the lookout for tomorrow's mini break as well as be on the lookout uh, for those, all of those interviews on the correct interviews and on YouTube as well. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at newbalance.com. That's all the action in Kentucky. We are well aware that there's so much going on in the tennis world, both ATP and WTA tour side, that we would not want to leave you hanging. So with that, let's move to the ATP side. Let's talk a little bit first about the ATP 500 going on this week. Uh, full disclosure, it's difficult for me to watch too much of this. Uh, just squeeze in between all the interviews, trying to watch Kentucky get ready for the men's indoors. But it's very, I'm very, very grateful that Top Seed has our friends at Tennis Channel on their TV screens at all times. So I am able to watch some matches here and there. Uh, the big news from yesterday, uh, a very notable upset in Rotterdam, uh, Vashik Pospisil, the maple syrup drinking Vashik Pospisil. And, you know, if you haven't heard that story by now, that means you're not listening to this podcast because if you're listening to this, you're on tennis Twitter probably. Uh, and if you're on tennis Twitter, it, this story has been everywhere. He's been taken. Little drags of maple syrup, we'll say shots, drags. I don't know what you refer to it as. Uh, we got to keep it centered here on this mini break. So, um, He's been doing that during changeovers. It's quite the scene, whatever. Allegedly, and this is what I overheard yesterday on the grounds in Kentucky, he got that trait from Christian Harrison, who gave him that little 
treating uh so interesting to see you know little trickle down effects from there but you know he knocks off the number one seed daniel medvedev six four six three huge serving huge playing from pospisil this is an indoor event for pospisil he wins 81 percent of his first serve points wins 65 percent or makes 65 percent of his seconds of his first serves five of six of break points he saved for medvedev faces five break points he can only save two uh this match, though, really thin margins. You look at total points. I know it was four and three. It's fifty-six points for Pospisil, forty-six points for Medvedev. Uh, that late break at the end, but you know this was a close match. And for Vashik Pospisil, the way he's looked since coming back from injury, he really has worked his way back into top one hundred, maybe even top fifty, top thirty on the right day form. Just with his serve, his forehand, his willingness to move forward indoors as well, physically what he can do. I mean, he's a dangerous player always in a two out of three set format. So. You know, it's surprising, of course, for Medvedev, who I had, you know, other than Zverev, Djokovic, Nadal, who has he lost to on a hard court in the past six months now, Vashik Pospisil, uh, you throw on that list. Um, but, you know, not the best result for him, but a great win for Vashik Pospisil, who, you know, his level was there. This wasn't Medvedev playing poorly and Pospisil stealing the match. Pospisil took it to Medvedev, so credit for him for that big result. Uh, we had uh, David Goffin, three-set winner over Robin Hassa. I'm recording this after this match happened, but we'll talk about it tomorrow. Uh, Goffin goes on to lose to Yannick Sinner today, the young Italian wild card. Uh, we'll talk about that tomorrow, but that's notable. But yesterday, Simone knocked off Kukushkin. Gael Monfils coming off of a title victory for him, knocks off Souza, three and two. Uh, and then uh, Carino Busta, three-set win over the number six. Roberto Bautista Agut. Felix Ogier Alassim gets his first big win of 2020 as he knocks off Grigor Dimitrov. 6 4 6 2. FAA makes 68% of his first serves, uh, wins 71% of those points, 75% of his second serve points. Breaks Dimitrov four times throughout the match. Was just, was everywhere in this one. Was playing big, was moving confidently, moving forward, attacking that Dimitrov backhand with overwhelming power. A great result for the young Canadian. And then a really fun match between uh, two guys at very different stages of their career. Dan Evans on his comeback. He's looked so good since coming back from suspension, and you know he was justifiably suspended. We don't need to talk about his drug issues, but uh, his comeback story—you can't deny how impressive he's been. How he's looked—not the biggest guy in the world, but just so skilled. That one-handed backhand, his movement, his willingness to move forward. Uh, he took it to Karen Hatchinov. Did just enough creatively to survive. Four six six three six four indoors. Uh, it's a great result for Dan Evans, who has looked really good at the start of the season and as well to end last year. You know, Evans makes 64% wins, uh, of his first serves, wins 79% of those points, 41 of 52. That usually gets the job done. And, you know, in this match, there were five breaks of serve total. Dan Evans only faces two break points. Now, Hatchinov executes on both of them. But when you only face two break points in a three-set match, it means you're doing something right. So great result for Dan Evans there. And you look at the Rodder matches today. Uh, Bublik Rublev, I believe, going on right now. If not, that match may have already... Yep, Rublev just taking a 7-5-6-3 win, but Tsitsipas is going to try and bounce back after that 3 stamp match against Hercatch against Bedene, Monfils, Simon, Pospisil, Krajinovic. Really fun match of singles in Rotterdam in New York yesterday. Uh, nothing too crazy went down. I think we expected a lot of the results we saw. Uh, 
Miomir Kasmanovic, 3-3 three and three over Lorenzi. Ugo Umbert, 1-0 over Marco Skirone. I suppose that was a little surprising. Andre Seppi, 6-3 and three over Steve Johnson. Not shocking, but Seppi goes from losing to J.C. Aragoni in, I think, Newport to beating Steve Johnson in straight sets. That's Andre Seppi in a nutshell. Um, I lied. There was one big upset on the day, but scoreline, not surprising. I mentioned it yesterday. Soon Woo Kwan, the young Korean player, extraordinarily talented. He shows that as he knocks off the number two seed Milos Raonic, 7-6-6-7-6-4. Only one break of serve in this match, and what's notable, Kwan saved seven of the uh, all seven break points he faced. Raonic, one of two on the break points, so you know Kwan gets that one break in the third. In terms of his serve, he made 71% of his first serves, won 69% of those points, 67% of his second serve points. He protected serve. He did his job, and look, Kwan won only one more total point than Milos Raonic, but it was good enough to get the job done. So big win for him, probably the biggest of his career. He right now is sitting at number 84 in the rankings coming into the league, but he'll certainly get above that with this result. So extraordinary stuff for Sun Kwan and uh, a great win for him in his young career. The last ATP event uh, is the ATP 250 uh, in Buenos Aires. Of course, that's a clay event. Crazy that we're talking clay. Big upset on the day there. Diego Montiero knocks off Born and Schwartz 4-6, and six, although... I say upset because by seeding it was, I think he was the favorite in terms of the gambling spreads on Bavada, and given his clay court prowess versus Chorch's lack of really any sort of good form over the past six, seven months on the court, I really don't think this was an upset. Montiero just played big, he attacked, he did all of the things you expect him uh, to to do on a clay court, imposed his will on Chorch, who just doesn't look like he has a rhythm out there. So a great win for Montiero. Souza knocks off Kovalic, 6-6. Six and six. Kasper Ruud, 1-0 over Carbeas Benia. Kasper Ruud, a guy who we've talked about a lot early in 2020 because he's had some breakthrough results. Another great win for him. And then the last match on the day, Dusan the Deuce Lajovic uh, t- knocks out Pedro Martinez, 6-6. Six and six. So, you know, that's where we're at there today. It's Jura versus Juan Ignacio uh, Lantero. Cuevas versus Ramos Vanolas. Bagnes versus Pea. And then the number one seed Diego Schwartzman in action against Federico Delbonis. I forgot to plug New York real quick, so those matches there today. Edmund Copeford, uh, Dominic Copeford, former Tulane All-American. We've had him on the Cracked Interviews podcast, folks, so go give that a listen. Two college guys in Jason Jung and Cam Norrie taking on one another. Uh, Riley Opelka, the number three seed, going to play Yoshihito Nishioka. Uh, that's going to be a re- Opelka, the defending champion. Nishioka is off to a blistering start this season as well, so that should be a really fun one. And then the number one seed, John Isner are going to play Jordan Thompson. Jordan Thompson feels like always brings his A game. Uh, you know, he's going to fight Isner indoors, though. That'll be a really fun match as well. And then only two WTA events uh, to switch gears. I do want to talk about them real quickly. We've got the WTA event going on uh, in St. Petersburg right now. Uh, pretty notable day of results yesterday. You look at what went down. The biggest result, Belinda Benchich, 7-6-6-4 over Svetlana Kuznetsova. I, you know, I will continue to say Benchich belongs in the discussions with the Andrescu's, Osaka's, Kennins of the world of these young up-and-comers because when it looks right for Benchich, it looks so good. Who it hasn't looked great for uh, thus far in the season, uh, uh, Joe Conta, who loses once again to Dodan, 6-3-6-4. Uh, Elena Rybakina continues her start, hot start, 3-4 over Farrow. Potapova knocks off Tomjanovic, 6-3. Cornette over Ostapenko, 1-2. believe I mentioned those yesterday. You look on what's on the schedule today in St. Petersburg. 
Uh, another fun day of action. ton of good matches there. Uh, so you look at singles-wise, Cornet is going to match up against Maria Sakari, Van Utvenik versus Petra Kvitova, Vekic versus Alexandrova, and Kudermatova versus the number two seed Kiki Burton. So be on the lookout for that. In Joaquin, you look at uh, what went down yesterday. Svinalina knocked out Sand. Or this may have been two days ago, but uh, no, this was yesterday. There we go. Svinalina knocked out uh, Sanders one and two, Teague over Yu one and three, Lynette over Pang five and one, Wang over Haas three and four. And you look today, it's Teague versus Zhang, Lynette versus Wang, Svitolina versus Hibino, Wang versus Kung. So, really fun action in Huahin this week. The last event I want to talk about, I swear, and because I see the reason I say that, because Westoff's looking at me like, dude. 20 minutes for a mini break? What are you doing? Um, but I feel like this is on the shorter side, Westoff, so don't roll your eyes at me. Just focus on the road. Um, just kidding, Westoff. I love you. Do all you do. You know how I feel. Sorry for that tangent. Last one, because it was an event we were at last year. We not aren't going to be there this year, but I feel like I'm always there in spirit. Uh, and that is for the Cleveland Challenger. Uh, we talked about how many fun young Americans, how many fun co- Americans with college ties, how many college players in general uh, there are there this weekend. You know, the round of 16 is setting up to be really fun today. Dennis Kudlow, the number one seed, going to play Sebastian Corda uh, after he beats Roberto Quiroz in straight sets. It's going to be Escobedo, the number nine seed, versus the number five seed, Tablio. Skander Mansouri knocks off the number four seed, Dimitri Popko. The former Wake Forest star is going to play uh, Watanuki. Uh, Ulysses Blanche versus Cressy. You like people who hit the ball hard. You want a match that's going to be all about the serve. You want three tie breaks. That's my, you know, hit the over on that one because we're getting at least one tiebreaker in that one. J.J. Wolf, a fantastic win over Rodionov, the Dallas Challenger winner yesterday. He comes back from 4-5, love 30 down in the third to win that match, 4-6-6-3-7-5. He'll play Tomas Bellucci. And indoors, uh, you kind of you like to probably give Wolf the slight edge here, so a uh, great result for him. Uh, Blancao is going to play Ryan Harrison, who got a big win for him as he beats Sebastian Ofner, the number three seed, 6-3 in the third. Michael Moe beats Brandon Nakashima, 6-2. Uh, he's going to play Mikhail Torpegard, who knocks off current Illinois player Alexander Kopasevich. And then it's going to be Ray Sarmiento and J.C. Aragoni at the bottom. So a really fun day of action in Cleveland. Fun day of action all around. If you've missed any of the action, we hope you can, you know, you know, you can go find it all at our website, CrackedRackets.com. Uh, we are so thrilled to announce that we recently launched our Patreon. That's part of our effort because... Uh, we are doing this now, myself, Westoff, full-time on the road. We get to be at these places, and so we get to do some pretty cool things, uh, you know, in-person interviews, video content. We're going to try and do more writing moving forward as well, uh, uncensored podcasts, all those cool things that we can do now that we have more time on our hands. Uh, but obviously, with all of that, travel comes expenses, so we please ask if you enjoy our content, go check that Patreon out. Please give us a subscription. Uh, you know, there's things as little as $5, $10, uh, all the way up and you know the more perks as you go so at a minimum go sign up so you can get one of those coffee mugs uh, a little upset dalton didn't offer me one of those coffee mugs i would have you know i'm a patreon member i'm a subscriber come on dalton uh, but the, i'm jealous so go get those coffee mugs before they run out also be sure to sign up for this john isner steve johnson free shirt giveaway you don't want the chance to miss out at free gear signed by the pros two former college guys kind enough to donate uh to us there these um these sign shirts through our friends at Arrow Bar. So the way you can get signed up for that giveaway, leave a review on Spotify, Apple, I, wherever you listen to your podcast, five-star rating with it as well, right in the subscription. Hey, I want to 
get in on the Johnson Isner free giveaway. Also, well, let's see. What are we going to go with today? What else do we want to put up there? Also, you know, I mean, you know, more Max Rothman. Give me more Max Rothman. I think we all agree it's time for Max Rothman to get back out there, and I know he's looking forward to doing just that as well. Uh, but with that in mind, you know, shout out as always to our super producers, Max Fligner and Daniel Westoff, who have a f***ing editing job to do. Literally, we have kept them so busy over these past 10, 12 days. So huge shout out to them. Thank you. Um, and of course, you know, uh, for, uh, again, social media, the immediate updates, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, it's at Crack Dragons. You want to DM me directly throughout the day with questions at Great Shot Pod. Uh, but for now, for our super producers, Max Flinger, Daniel Westoff, for our friends at Aerobar, again, the tennis-specific energy bar, promo code CRACKED30 to get 30% off your order. These Aerobars getting me through this weekly grind. It's, you know, it's, you know 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. It's all tennis all the time, and there could be nothing more enjoyable. And even though I'm not playing, it helps to know that I'm eating the energy bar that is healthy, that is helping get me through the day. Also, again, shout out to our friends at Diadem, promo code CR50 uh, to get 50% off of your purchases. But for them and for all of us here at Crack Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. You know what we say? That's the break, and we will see you all tomorrow. Thanks, everyone. Thank you.